no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. Welcome to the Barry Centrals. On today's show, we preview the week seven matchup against the New England Patriots and much, much more. And audience, my brother A-Dub is back as I promised. I told y'all he was coming back. A-Dub, talk to him, baby. Hey, man, feels good to be back, friends. Uh, thank you, bro, for holding it down for episode 150, man. Did a good job, bro. Like what you were doing, man. So you talked that talk. You held it down for both of us. Hey, Dub, I appreciate that, man, because I'm telling you, it's difficult as fuck trying to podcast by yourself. I felt like <laughs> I was having a therapy session with one person. It was it was crazy. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, man, but you had a lot of key points there, man. Yes, sir, man. Everything good with you on the home front? Yeah, everything is good, man. Took the time off to do what I had to do family-wise, man, and got it all together. So, you know, I'm in good spirit, bro, and I'm moving forward, you know? There you go, man. Life is a beautiful thing, hey, Dub. I'm glad you're back. Glad you had that time with your family. And you know what, audience? A-Dub deserved that time away because, listen, he was already going through enough. He didn't need to have to go through what I had to go through podcasting last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I thank you, bro, as always, man. <laughs> my goodness. I'll tell you, A-Dub, when I, when I got through with that episode, I just kind of looked at, the, my, at my laptop for a second. I was kind of like, well... We'll see what they think of episode 150, but it was good when the episode, when we uploaded it, the feedback that came through some from some of our listeners, right? And everybody was like, yeah. look, man, you, 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 you were spot on. Like, that's that's kind of how we see this thing. And a lot of people are like, you guys have been very positive about this team, very direct about them, but positive. And what right. a lot of people are saying is like, they're starting to lose that positivity, a -Dub. Yeah, no, that's spot on, Perez, because we started, we thought we were going to see some great things happening going forward, right, after week one, right? And we started to see some things go a little bit differently um, through the last few weeks. So, yeah, man, I'm with everyone else, you, the fan base, who also been tuning in and listening to us, bro. We all on, 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 on the same path here, man. We all see the same thing that's happening with this organization. And, I mean, let's just, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to cut to the chase. We're traveling to Foxborough. We're facing Bill Belichick, a Bill Belichick coach team on the road, prime time. Listen, all of these are recipes for failure. I'm just going to check y'all. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what their quarterback situation is. This is Bill Belichick. It's us playing a prime time football game, ain't dumb. Everybody wants to talk, and they're like, hey, we've been getting all the messages. Is it going to be Mac Jones? Is it going to be Bailey Zappi? My whole thing is, I hope it's Mac Jones, because the way that Bailey Zappi kid has been playing, listen, he may give us more of a uh, matchup uh, fit than, than Mac Jones is. And I'll tell you one thing, in my opinion, even though Mac Jones was a pro bowler last year, I think this Bailey Zappi kid's giving him a little bit of a spark, A-Dub, you know, in the lineup. He's played pretty well. Yes, he has, man. Zappi has made some very good throws for his. He hasn't been under a lot of pressures, we can see as well. But, man, I'll tell you, he's been keeping a lot of momentum going, and um, I've been impressed with him. Yeah, and this is a guy that we covered during the Senior Bowl, so we are very familiar with him. Fourth-round draft pick. The kid's got a lot of talent. And obviously, when Belichick drafted the guy after drafting Mac Jones the year before, I was kind of like, hmm, 
All right, Belichick, what, what, what you doing? Because <laughs> you know he always liked to have them double quarterbacks going to his system. I'm like, all right, man. Let me start no controversy now, Bill. Hey, look, Bill always one step ahead of everybody. Like, look, if this Mac Jones thing don't work out, I got somebody in the pipeline. He no, he he might have somebody, bro. He might have somebody because my opinion, when I look at Bailey Zappi, I'm like, hey, he gives him a nice little spark. No offense to Mac Jones. I always thought Mac Jones was a system quarterback. I thought he's like a good game manager. But I think Bailey Zappi got a little something special in the tank. We're going to get into that when we get into the Patriots portion of the episode, A-Dub. But I just want the audience to kind of keep that top of mind, that who your boy Prince would prefer to face. I prefer to face Mac Jones. <laughs> I want him to be a statue in that damn pocket. Oh, yeah. That'll be very interesting to see what uh, you know, Coach Belichick going to do, though. But right now, he's keeping everything under wraps. Yep. Now, A-Dub, one of the things that I had talked about in the last episode, I talked about all the hits that Justin Fields took and the fact that he reaggravated that shoulder injury. Yeah. So, obviously, with the injury report popping up, Justin Fields is going to show up questionable on that injury report. He's obviously going to play. But I want to get your thoughts there with finding out – well, I want to get your thoughts on Justin Fields because, you know, you didn't get a chance to talk to the audience last week about some of the punishment that he took in that last game. But what's kind of like your thoughts on Justin and, and just kind of going forward, what you want to see out of this team supporting Justin? I think the most important thing, Perez, is you and I have been talking about this a lot, is his protection. I mean, the guy's taking, what, 23 hits, Perez, 23 sacks. That yep. is too many for a quarterback, Perez, too many. And then we saw what the commanders did to him, man. They were eating him alive, even the ones when he actually made good throws and, and guys got catches off of him. He still took punishment. And you don't want to see your quarterback on the ground that much in pain. So the most important thing, Chris, is keeping him safe from all that, man, because we're one step for this guy being on the injury list and being out several games, bro, if he can take that type of punishment. Well, yeah, because like I said, re-aggravating a shoulder injury, you don't want to see that. The fact that when we saw him laying down on, on, the, on the grass that long or laying down on the turf that long, we yeah. don't want to see that. And like I said, on the last episode, I got a little meatheadish, and I was talking about the fact that Justin was out there doing them push-ups. Yeah, Justin was doing that to show people what was up, but inside he knew what it was. He knew what it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. He don't want to keep taking those type of hits, man, because that's detrimental to your career, uh, as he already know. But, yeah, man, I, I'm just happy that uh, the fact that he was able to get up from that punishment, and it does show that he's a tough kid that you talked a lot about. So, But at the end of the day, you just don't want to see that type of thing happening to a quarterback consistently. No, man, like, listen, me watching Justin Fields take those hits like that reminded me when we was kids and my brother used to get spankers. Sometimes he used to get them spankers and I used to feel that shit for him. I'm like, ooh, I ain't never going to do it. <laughs> hey, that's how I feel those. about Justin right now. That's how I feel about Justin right now. Adia, watching that, I feel like guilty. I'm like, wait, why is my quarterback getting hit like that? What, what can I do to stop this? Like, I want to help him. I'm like, Justin, you don't deserve this shit, man. <laughs> no, he don't deserve that, man. And the key thing, Perez, is like you said, man, find a way for that kid to get rid of that ball at least quicker than that, Perez, and protect him, of course, right, with the O-line holding up. But you had your concerns about the O-line anyway. So sure it's do. like, man, all this ingredients that's contributing to this guy taking those punishment, Perez, is hurting. So you talk about ways to get around it, man. We got so many things we got to do differently to help in that department. And I mean, speaking of which, Matt Eberflus said going into this mini-bye week that he was going to be evaluating the team. And he basically said that the position coaches, they met with the players and discussed their performance of the first six games. And for Matt Eberflus, this is something he's talked about all summer. This is, so this is not anything new to this audience. But I just want to reiterate some of the things that Matt Eberflus is talking about right now. 
the fundamentals, the technique for each player. That's important. Mm -hmm. We know he's got his principles that he brought into play. We also saw how some of those principles added to really clean play in the preseason. Now, we haven't seen a lot of that in the regular season. We've seen a lot of sloppiness at times, right? Right. But I think for the biggest thing that I liked hearing come out of that mini, the biggest thing that I like they up coming out of that mini little break there for this team is them going back to the basics, right? Tweaking their pass techniques, tweaking their run techniques, their alignments. Like these are all things that are important, right? They're keys. Making sure the guys are honing in on those details of the game. Because when you're two or four, ain't nobody on that team in any sort of a position to point fingers. They all have a part to play in this, and they all need to look at themselves in the mirror and fix what's broken with this football team. I like the fact that you talk about all of Brits, because when you lose as a team like this, but the way we've been losing, and we had opportunities to win some of these games, right? We could easily be five and one for his if we make the right plays. I mean, if you think about the last few games, but the point is we are two and four. So the fact that you're talking about people looking in the mirror, a lot of these players on the team has to look in the mirror. O-line, defensive line, you know, secondary course, of course, quarterback, we know that already. Wide receivers, everyone got to take a look at themselves and say, what have I done to contribute to this losing streak? So I think Iberflus have the right mindset. The fact that he's talking to the players now, trying to see what they can do going forward, that's always a positive. Don't forget about special teams, A-Dub. Don't forget about oh, special man. teams. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> I don't want to get you started again because you yeah. <laughs> I was going in, wasn't I? Yeah, you did, man. You gave a boy Benz, man, a, a, a workload, man. Rightfully so, though. So I do respect all everything you said about him, Brent, because <laughs> that special teams, man, have been a disaster pretty much all season so far. Yeah, that along with our passing game, the red zone offense, yeah. That's the biggest thing for me. Like, if, if Iberflus was, like, really pulling back the curtain, if you will, those are the things that I really hope that they work on, man, because that passing game right now is not getting a lot of shit done. That red zone attack, I talked about in the last episode, A-Dub. We did. Three trips inside the five zero points. How do you not give the ball to David Montgomery there down there? I know Khalil Herbert is that deal, but come on, man. I want 32 with the ball in his hands in yes. that situation. You know what yeah. I mean? Absolutely, Perez. You spot on, man. We look like amateurs when they come down to red zone. I'm not going to even lie to you. Right. Uh, I mean, you talked about it not just this, this um, last week, but before that, Perez, the week before that, you talked about it again. So it's like, look, we don't change that up, man, and be able to score points in that red zone. It's going to be problematic, man. And I think right now the fact that you talk about that's something that should be a focal point, it absolutely should. Because you never know, Perez, that could that's the difference between winning some of these games, not being able to score in red zone. True that. Defensively, we know the issues there. We don't need to retrace that, but run defense, huge premium. They have to get better there, man. I mean, <laughs> when have we ever seen the Bears defense get run on like this, man? I mean, I don't I hate to retrace things, but I'm telling you, when I think back to the first six games of the season, that's the shit that bothers me on defense. I'm like, yeah. where's that pride? Stop the run. And Prince, you have said that on multiple occasions, bro. When we talk about our keys to victory, one of the keys you always throw out there, hey, stop that run. Yeah. And we have failed you week after week, bro, when it came to that. So it's like the Bears definitely got to clean it up, man, coming to week uh, seven, man, and, and get better throughout. So that's something that definitely got to highlight and circle and say, hey, when are we going to stop the run? And the fact that even folks you mentioned already about techniques, that is part of the press, shooting the gaps, knowing what it be, man. And I think a lot of times, these guys miss tackles due to their technique. So those details, you know, because yep. that shit, it, it matters. 
the pass rush, man. I mean, I got after Robert Quinn a little bit last week, and he ain't the only one. He ain't the only one, you know. Yep. But my thing is, though, the pass rush, where is it? You know what I mean? We shouldn't have to be blitzing to create that pressure. We shouldn't have to be having Jaquan Brisker being the guy that's out there making sacks when I D-line and getting the job done. So that right. pass rush, we need that shit to come back. Man, I've been disappointed in that pass rush this season. I'm not even lying to you, Chris. It's been unfortunate, man. And uh, you hit it already hit with Rapper Quinn. I'm not going to beat him up anymore right now. But, man, it's been a disappointment, bro. It is. And now I'm hearing rumors, A-Dub, that they are shopping this guy around the league, which that's not going to be a surprise to us. We kind of figured that that was going to be the case, closer to the trade deadline. We'll yeah. see what happens there. Maybe they can get a couple draft picks for him. You know, we'll see. I hope so, man, because that trade value kind of went down a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? If Ryan Poles can get a fourth-round draft pick for him, hey, I'll be good with that because he's shown the ability that he can draft. So, hey, yeah. I I'll give him that. So, and the thing about it is Robert Quinn deserves to play on a contender team, you know, and he's in a situation right now where we're rebuilding. So, you know, I have a little – I'm going to give the guy a little bit of – I'm going to cut him a little bit of slack. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I see you over there cutting him some. It's all good, friends. Hey, look, man, I get it. You know, you break history, what he did last season, he deserves a little bit. But you know what? I didn't think he would go this much of a slow start this season. But it is what it is. They can make a good trade for him. I'm all for it. I like what Ryan Pohl's been doing thus far with you talking about drafting and things of that nature. So you never know, man, how this all turns out. Yeah, my only issue, though, with Ryan Pohl's just been what he's done offensively with his line. And I talked about that already. Yeah. And then also with some of these receivers. Because think yep. about it, man. They picked up that Smith-Marset kid from the Vikings. And all he did was came here, drop passes, fumbled a fucking a, a, a sure victory away from us, yeah. and they waved him. And my thing was, what was the point of bringing this guy in here? He gave you nothing. Isaiah Coulter, who they're finally elevating to the active roster, A-Dub, yeah. this is the guy that showed you he had chemistry with Justin Fields all summer. He did. Because with this wide receiver situation, Pringle's still on IR. They're probably looking at a week eight return for him. Nikhil Harry probably is going to make his season debut against his former team, which I'm excited to see what he has there. I'm excited to see what's in store for him in that matchup because we need him out there, man. We we need some juice out there on offense, Aiden. We really do. Not The thing is also, Perez, I, I think we can use him as well in the red zone because I know you talked a lot about this as well with that Mooney when he <laughs> fumbled that, that end zone oh. pass, man. Imagine that going to Nikhil Harry. I think that's a for sure touchdown. Well, this is the thing, man. And I don't want to mean to pick on, on, on Mooney, man, because I mean, he, at the end of the day, he caught the ball. It's just like in that moment, we needed to catch it the first time. Right, right. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, man, just a big body guy there. Yeah. You know, that, that's what you need in that situation down there in that goal line. Yep. You know, and whether it's an equanimous, whether it's a Nikhil Harry, you know what I'm saying? So I like where you're going with that, A-Dub. And I, I, I listen, audience, I don't want y'all to think that I'm going to be hating on my boy A-Dub's guy. It's not that. Right. But, but i tell you one thing. We had a lot of expectations going into this season, and we're not seeing it. That's all. That, that, I, I just got to call it the way I see it, honest. That's the only thing I know how to do. And that's what it boils down to, Chris. You actually have been calling it how you see it, bro. And you hit it on the head. I am a huge Money Moon guy. I love the guy. Those are done for us last season. But this ain't last season. This is a no, new season. No. And you got to step the game up, man. You got to reach the level of the expectations of being a number one. And you've not talked a lot about that a lot, and we have not seen that. So at this point, if the QER can come and give us something extra for us, something that's been missing on this team that you and I talked about, that'd be a plus, man, because we can use it. And I'm hoping that the QER can show us something against this former team. 
Yeah, he might be juiced going up against them. Not might. He probably is juiced going up against them. <laughs> yeah. Mean, he probably had this game circled on the count. Everybody always wants to show up the person that didn't believe in them. I mean, right. I ain't the only petty person, right? I mean, all this. Definitely not when it goes to that, bro. <laughs> Hell no. I still got a list of people that I still got to catch up with. But anyway. <laughs> but when it comes to Nikhil Harry, man, like when you look at that situation with Belichick, a lot of times, well, what we saw with, with a guy like Belichick, when they say that Belichick gives up on a guy, it's almost like, ooh, is this guy even worth, you know, trying to salvage? But I look at this thing differently and I say, well, maybe there's something there. Maybe just they didn't click. You know, you never know, right, how these situations work, right? Maybe a clean slate, a fresh start, you know what I mean? Working with a quarterback that maybe you can relate to a little bit differently, right? So it's like every situation is different. And I'm hoping that that change of scenery here in Chicago, now that we have this injury situation potentially behind him, that we can see what this kid could do. Because coming out of college, man, that guy was a threat. He was a baller at Arizona State. He was. And when the Patriots drafted him in the first round, I'm sure they had all type of ideas in their mind of how they were going to utilize him. It didn't pan out. But maybe their failures will be our game. And it could be, you know. And the thing is, like you said, change the scenery is something that can always work. And we haven't seen him yet in this department where you get a chance to play a real season. Media asked Bill about Nikhil Harry. What did he say? Big, talented kid. Obviously, things that work out. Right. He said the way that we hoped. He said, hey, everybody tried. It just didn't work out. But he said, I'm sure he's going to come out there and play hard on Monday. So, you know, Bill Belichick, you know, he knows how to play that media savvy game. He does. He don't give <laughs> that kid nothing extra. But listen, the kill here ain't going to need nothing extra. In his mind, he knows that Bill Belichick gave up on him. That's, that's all the all motivation that he needs. That's right. Yep. That's all that matters to anybody. You gave up on me. I got to come back and get you back, man. And that's it. Straight up. A.W., you talk about pass protection. I wonder at what point are we going to see Lucas Patrick regain that center spot? You know, I wonder at what point is he going to be fully able to snap that football? Now, I don't want to just keep saying the same thing over and over again about Sam Mustafa, so I'm going to stop there. But for me, when I look at this offensive line, I would love a situation that we can move Patrick to center, see what Alex Leatherwood has, because I mentioned that last week. Now, I know he got yeah. involved in a little bit of a car accident. We don't know the details with, around that or, you know, how he's doing. But I would love at some point to see what this kid has to offer, man. You know what I mean, A-Dub? Like, get him out there. It can't hurt. Right. At this point, you're like, let's give somebody else a, a chance. But I don't want to create two gaps when we can only have one gap, right? So I think Mustafa being a gap at center, then you have a, a left guard as a, as a gap as well. That doesn't help, Perez. So we can put Lucas Patrick at his natural position and let him play center and do his thing. Maybe we'll have many gaps on that offensive line. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and that's stuff that we've, you know, shared with the audience. When you look at it, this is just out of necessity that Sam Mustafer is the center. I right. think that – I think Lucas Patrick probably just still can't snap the football yet. I'm just waiting for the week that we hear Lucas Patrick's going to be the starting center. I thought it was going to be against the commanders. It didn't happen. You know what I'm right. saying? So maybe Monday night football, we can maybe see Lucas Patrick there lining up at center. We need it, man, because not only just the blocking, but – it's the quality snap that's getting back there, right? There's just a lot of different things. The delay of game penalties. There's just a lot of stuff right now that I'm just not liking out of that center position. You're right. Maybe that, that hand is still a major issue. Yeah, I mean, listen, we're talking about a thumb injury, right? Yeah. The thumb is a major part, you know, with snapping with the center. So, like yep. I said, there's there's just a lot that's probably at play there. 
So in the meantime, I guess we're just stuck with Sam Mustafer and we're going to have to really pray for Justin Fields, you know. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough. Like I said earlier, all this, man, I'm telling you, I feel bad when I see Justin taking them hits. I'm like, man, is there anything I could do to help? Shit, if I could go out there and throw my body around, I would, man. I'm like, I don't want Justin getting hit like that. That's just painful to see. And I'm sure painful for him. Like, shit, he was down on that ground for a while. Hey, man, look, if y'all don't know, Red's got a football size. He can go out there and block somebody now. <laughs> Listen, A Dub, I might be feeling it for two weeks, but I'll go out there and get him five minutes. All right, I got it. <laughs> I will protect my quarterback at all costs. I know you will, Perez. If someone wants to get past you, they want they gonna feel it at the end because I know Perez is gonna come back and do stuff to that guy. Hey, don't come this side again. That's right. It may not be legal, but I'll do something to him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, let's get into this matchup, man. So we obviously know that Bill Belichick is 5-1 and one against the Bears. The Bears are playing in primetime A-dub. Just like I said earlier, just not a recipe for success going up against this team. Now, one thing to note, though, with a lot of that past success that Belichick had against the Bears, his quarterback was the GOAT, TB12. Yeah. Ain't no TB12 over there now. I, I ain't scared of no Mac Jones. First of all, <laughs> get you a real name. You ain't a Mac. I looked at you, sir. You need to change your name. <laughs> no, he's not a real back at all, man. He's just Jones. <laughs> yeah, you just Jones. You just Jones to me, son. You just Jones. Actually, you just number 10. That's what I'm calling you from here on out. You just number 10. So when we're thinking about this situation on A-Dub, we have Bill Belichick, primetime TV matchup. I mentioned that already. A lot of people in this fan base are already going into this game, already feeling like, hey, here comes a loss. When you and I did our preseason predictions, we had this game as a loss. Yeah. And mostly it's probably because we know primetime TV and the Chicago Bears, it just don't go together. It's just, it's bad. It's not a good mix. It's like Kim and Kanye. The shit just don't work. It just don't work. <laughs> no, it don't work, man. <laughs> not you know at all, bro. And I mentioned earlier, right, we don't even know who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Patriots because while they said Mac Jones may be available, what the hell does that mean? That's some of that typical Bill Belichick being vague as hell on purpose. Yep. We, we don't know what that means. Available. Yeah, available and starting are two different things. You want to keep even flu's guessing. Exactly. And it's smart. You know, that's gamesmanship. I love it. But I'll tell you one thing. Zappy's performances over the last few weeks, they got to factor in. Zappy has the potential to be the future starting quarterback for the Patriots. In my opinion. You hit it earlier about how the offense looked with Zappi at the Hams versus Mac Jones. And you see the big difference right there, man. This team seems to go. They flow well together. So Zappi has done a good job at committing the offense. I mean, look at it like this, A-Dub. He nearly led them to a victory against the Packers. And we already see that he's had back-to-back -back wins against the Lions and the Browns. And I know people are going to say, we talk about the Lions and the Browns. It don't matter. It's a rookie quarterback coming in right. and getting the job done. So we cannot bury the lead there. I make a good point there. And he doesn't even look like a rookie. If you think of the last, don't play looking like at the last, right, the mm -hmm. last couple of games, you can definitely say, oh, man, this dude, like, he's a seasoned vet, the way he's playing. Seeing him at the Senior Bowl, he kind of had a poor week of practices. And he, I thought he was, like, so-so. But when you fired up the film on him in college, nobody should be surprised that this kid is a gamer because that's the, the ability that he showed in college. So, honestly – I'm hoping that Bill Belichick makes that mistake and put number 10 in there. Go ahead and do it, Bill. I dare you. Go ahead and put number 10 in there. Please. I wish you would. 
I wish you fucking would, sir. <laughs> hey, Belichick is a smart guy, man. I think he probably want to ride out this way. But you're right, man. If you put Mac Jones in there, I think we got a better chance. Yep. Did you see where Bill Belichick is actually tied for second all-time A-Dub with uh, wins as a head coach? That's incredible. Incredible stat. Look, it is a credible stat, but he had to go with him. So you got Tom Brady. That's been a good mix. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, they've done phenomenal together. So, you know, I can't argue with that record there because, I mean, those are earned wins other than those, you know, those other things you've been involved with that we don't want to speak on. But the thing is, he had a phenomenal career. Hey, listen, he's probably about two seasons away from passing Don Shula all time. So, I mean, that, that right there, I mean, that's a Hall of Fame credential. Say what you want about Belichick. I mean, that guy right there, man, probably one of the best coaches of all time. You know what I mean? Just just incredible coaching success. Uh, and like you said, man, that connection with him and Brady, I know that a lot of people will feel whatever kind of way of trying to figure out who was more responsible. At the end of the day, for me, I just saw that they both – led to the success for those teams. So I'm like, I'm not going to just sit here and try to say one versus the other. I just thought that they were better together than apart. I agree, Chris. Better together, man. They done phenomenal things. Even though Brady went over there with the Bucks and got a chip, they done phenomenal things together, man. And I'll tell you, man, they had a great run. So I, I take my cap off to both of those guys. Well, I'll tell you, A-Dub, you know, that's just a prime example of ego, man. Ego, man, that shit, ego and money, that, that kills – a lot of like good things. You gotta worry about that happening here between me and my boy A Dub because I promise you, this shit here this is a brotherhood. A lot of times, man, working with people is not fucking easy. I promise right. you, it's not. I've dealt with that in the past working with folks, A Dub and audience. But I tell you what, they here is different. People have to understand who they're working with. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, they're the same guy. So that's right. That shit didn't work. <laughs> you hit it right on the head when you talk about people that just can't get along or work well together, man based upon other things, the ego and money and things of that nature, man. I am blessed that you and I are not like that, bro. And I'm thankful, man, to be partnering with you, bro. But, hey, for Belichick and um, Brady, it just sucks to see those guys break apart. It does, man, because we deserve – well, obviously, I don't really give a shit because it's the Patriots, but as a football fan, you know, like, you deserve to have, like, partnerships like that continue on, right? And yeah. when you lose stuff like that because you know what it is, it's over ego and money and this and that. And so it's just sad because we see a lot of that happening, not only just in sports, A-Dub, but just everyday life. Yep. You know, the more and more we see, we see all this divisiveness and people not being able to sit down and have a conversation with each other. And, and I, I'm getting off on a little bit of a tangent, but I just want the audience to realize that it's important, man, to just learn how to work with each other. And when I saw that situation with those two breaking up, I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> I never thought yeah. that was going to happen. I swear I never thought that would happen, Press. Even when I seen, you know, your boy Brady take those pay cuts and things that nature, Press. Yes. You know what I mean, it was. I just never thought this it would come to that point where they're no longer – you know, with each other. So it's just a sad situation. But again, it looks like both of them are kind of, you know, moving forward, though. But it still sucks for fans who love watching those two get, being together. I'll tell you one thing. Brady, even though he won a championship with the Bucks, that shit still don't look right to me. He don't look right in that uniform. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you that, friends. It don't look good at all, man. But let's, let's go to the matchup, Adam. What you got for one of your keys to victory for us? One of my keys to victory, y'all, is going to be Justin Fields' legs, his ability to escape the pressure press. It's not just the pressure itself, but in the passing game, utilizing his legs. I'm quite sure Bill Belichick wants him to throw the football more, of course, to try to create turnovers. But if Justin Fields can get those positive yards by running, I think that is going to be a plus for the Bears because I think that's going to get Belichick and his team off their game. 
a little bit. Yeah, and, and this is my thing, too. I want Justin to use his legs when the opportunity's there. I love that key. Obviously, I think to add to it, making sure that we're putting Justin in position where he can make plays, right? I think that's yeah. also going to be key. But, yep. yeah, I mean, that advantage to having him a mobile quarterback that can escape pressure, that can get down the field with his legs, he can keep plays alive for the receivers to get open because we know that that's been an issue with our receivers, not getting open, no separation. So those things are key. So I love that key, A-Dub. I think, though, when you look at this Patriots defense, I mean, Bilicek, he's got those boys. He's got them playing well. And right he now, does. on paper, everybody's looking at this Patriots defense right now like, oh, this matchup here is game over for the Chicago Bears offense. Of course, they're going to look at it that way. Prince says game over based upon, you know, what Bilicek have done in the past, right? He's going for six straight wins against the Bears, and we've seen him take things away from teams. Whatever your strength might be, yep. he's trying to take that away. So people looking at, hey, you're going against the, one of the better defensive coaches, coaching minds in, in all of NFL, people are looking at it right the Bears off. But at the end of the day, they still got to play the game, Perez, right? They still got to execute. So guess what? That Bilicek team can be beat. And I mean, I watched how the Baltimore Ravens played against them for us. I actually went back and looked at that game again. And I was like, oh, man, I see how they were able to get around. And mm -hmm. I think when you think about how they stopped the passing, and, it, and I did a good job of stopping Lamar Jackson in, in, in the first half. But the thing is, he was able to see and read some things and then take off for us. That's and right. those legs started to make a difference. And to piggyback off of something that you said that I want to make sure the audience hones in on, what Bill Belichick's defenses do a really great job what Bill Belichick's defense do a really good job of doing is taking away what you really want to do. And we yep. know that we run the football very well. Well, Bill Belichick knows that shit too, audience. And yep. he's going to take away Duncan Montgomery from his football game. He's going to take away Khalil Herbert. They're going to force Justin Fields to beat them. They're going to try to make the Bears as one-dimensional as possible. So my key, to piggyback off of what Adub mentioned about Justin Fields and his legs, I think the key is Justin taking that next step making it happen in that pass game. If they're going to give you that opportunity, take that shit. You know what yep. I mean? Lou Getty, this message is for you. I'm tired of saying the same shit to you over and over again, Luke. Move those pockets, bootlegs, get Justin on the move. Stop letting Justin just sit in a collapsing pocket. The shit doesn't work. So my key, let Justin work. Let him cook because they're going to take the running game away from us. Justin's going to have to be the key for victory in week seven. Will have to be present. I don't want to see Judon and Wise Jr. putting my man on his back. You know, I don't want to see none of that, man. They got to put Justin in the right position. That's a fair point, too, because that pass rush for them is really fierce. And on top of that, <laughs> we already know our offensive line situation. We know Cole commits having to stand and block a little bit more. So, dude, big thing here for our offense, keep Justin on the move because this Patriots defense is solid. Like I said earlier, audience, a lot of people are looking at this Patriots defense and they're like saying they got a prime matchup going against the Chicago Bears offense. And so what it is, is, is it's on Justin to take that next step because like we've said, Justin's continued to make steps in the right direction. This Monday night game, is just an opportunity for him to take even another step. It's going to be a good opportunity for Justin Fields too. And this is what you learn at, at Belichick. This will give you a chance to really see where you're at and how you continue to make progress. Because this is a good test for him, man. If you want to learn and grow, this should be that game for that, with your development. And also, you're able to see what you're really able to do. And I think Justin Fields has a golden opportunity at present. If he excels against this matchup against Milicic, man, that is a great sign, bro. Yeah, and not to mention, 
that the Patriots only given up two rushing touchdowns all season. One was the Lamar Jackson, as you mentioned earlier. The other one was Christian Watson, the wide receiver for the Packers. So, like I said, we know what they're going to focus in on. It's up to Justin. It's up to number one. Come on, Justin. We got you, baby. We believe you. Let's go. Let's do it. And with that, Justin, I know you need help. Perez and I both know you need help. I really want to see what the weapons do, Perez. I really do want to see what Nikhil Harry does. I want to see what Money Moon does, Perez. I want to see if they're going to actually try to double him or they're going to let Jones, if he's healthy, right, go against Money Moon. So it's going to be interesting to see how this Patriot defense aligned against the Bears' um, uh, wide receivers. True story. My second key A-dub is Stevenson, the running back from the Patriots. He's starting Ooh. to heat up. Yeah. I mean, he had a two-touchdown game, and I think he's had like three of them this season. So this is a guy right here, explosive weapon there in that offense for them. And like yeah. I said, with Bailey Zappi getting that offense up and going, potentially, that right there is a nice weapon. Tyquan Thornton, the speedster for them. That guy's out there. He's a threat. So I think defensively, it's going to be very important to make sure that we're closing down those running lanes. I know yeah. I keep saying it, audience. <laughs> got to fucking stop their run. Because I thought we moved in the right direction against the commanders. Even though Brian Robinson Jr., he, he had some success, he but did. we kept him under 100 yards. We got to do that again against Stevenson on Monday night. Absolutely, Perez. We got to, man. And that dude showing us some signs right there for Billy uh, Chicken Co. that he can definitely run that football extremely well. And then I'm glad that to see maybe that Damon Harris may not be there. So that's also a plus. But still, Stevenson can definitely hold down the four. And he has done that uh, without Damon Harris. True story. And honestly, I don't even think that they've had much of a drop-off with Stevenson from Damian Harris. Right. And that's a big key right there, Perez. They haven't had much of a drop-off, man. So you hit it on the head. It's going to be very important that we stop that dude. My last key, man, I'm looking at this whole thing here. It does come down to the Bears. Putting the pressure on Zappy. Can they get pressure on him, Perez? Zappy has been, I said it earlier, man, been chilling, Perez. He's yeah. had all the time in the world. I gotta call out Robert Quinn. I gotta call out, you know, uh, you know, uh, Gibson. These guys gotta get home, Perez. And the thing is, you hit it early that you actually spiked in my mind with this. We shouldn't have to blitz to do it. No. But guys gotta get pressure early because what you're gonna do when you blitz right there, you're gonna open up things up for Zappy to make some good quick throws, which what Billichick like to do. You don't want to play into his hands, so what do you want you to you do? But either way it go, we gotta get that that front to really get home, man, and make Zappy uncomfortable for us. Because I haven't seen him uncomfortable enough. I mean, I think Garrett got to him a couple times, whatever. But that's about it, Perez. Nobody right. else really been getting to this guy. So we got to make it uncomfortable for him. Because I want to see if any of those rookie falls are going to come out. We haven't seen it yet because no one really been getting home. I want to see what Zappi can do under pressure. That's a good point. And, and honestly, man, I'm, I'm really hoping that it's not Zappi that we're seeing. I mean, honestly, it's Bill Belichick. He's probably going to be smart. So yeah. I think it's really smart in your situation to make your key about Zappi. Because I think that is probably going to be the guy that we're going to have to face. And to your point... He's had all time in the world in that pocket. Could you imagine if Justin Fields would have had that much time in the pocket to throw? Right. <laughs> exactly. It'd be a different story. We'd be having a different conversation about Justin Fields right now. Yep. Instead, we got fans over here sitting up here trying to tell us, well, look at the stats. Look at the <laughs> I had one of those fucking stat people in the DMs the other day. They'll talk about, look at his numbers. Look at his numbers. I'm like, do you watch the games? Do you watch the film? Do you watch the circumstances around this kid? I'm so sick and tired of having to tell people the same thing. They always like, oh, it's great that our quarterback can run, but he can't throw. People to say that are so idiotic. Watch the full game. 
Look at everything that's surrounding this kid. Like I said, A-Dub, it's not a fair evaluation of the quarterback when everything around him is failing. That's like, that's you, with your, that's like you with your job. Now, audience, put this in your, in your perspective. I know you guys can feel this thing that I'm getting ready to say to y'all. Imagine you in your position, right? You depend on the people around you to get your job done. Every single person on your team is failing to execute. So meanwhile, now everybody's looking at you. And you're like, well, I can't do my job because the people around me are doing their job. Everybody's going to look at you like you're making excuses. You're blaming somebody else. Not once have we heard Justin Fields say anything about what's going on around him. This kid takes the high road. He talks about what he needs to do to get better. Yep. And I love that. Imagine these people that are sitting here taking all these shots at Justin Fields. They'd be the first people that blame the other folks around them. Well, such and such isn't doing their job. I can't do my job because of the sudden. So don't sit over here and try to act like you guys don't get what this kid's up against. The only difference is this kid ain't over here blaming nobody. He's trying to figure this shit out. Give him that opportunity. He ain't, he ain't making any excuses, man. Matter of fact, he even came out and said, look, I'm tired of hearing that we're getting close to winning. <laughs> we're right. getting close. He was like, no, nah, man, we got to do it. We just got to do it. And the thing is, he's not taking any shortcuts. This kid is going through the process, man. And I like that about him. So, Fans got to get a kid a chance, man. You hit on the head press. Think about who you've been surrounded by. Think about what you all have been saying all, all the season, what we don't have. Well, guess what? You're right. <laughs> we don't have the wide <laughs> receivers. We don't have the offensive line. These are things people haven't said over and over again. You want to make this dude make a miracle? No, listen, I'm telling you, man, and, and the play calling and, and, and Getsy, it all has to be better. It has to be better, you know? And, and like I said, I tell people all the time, I definitely put some of the onus on Justin, but I don't put all of it on him. Because right. it's a team. It's a There's team. a lot of moving parts. It's and he's not the only part of the offense. He's a major part of the offense, but he's not the only part. Exactly. We have called out so many players on this team already who have not done their part. So, therefore, you got to look and say, look, 11 men on the field. <laughs> hey, got to call them all out, man, because there are people who are not doing their job consistently. And my whole thing, too, is, like, there's guys, we've talked about Robert Quinn, you talked about Gibson, Muhammad, Angelo Blackson. We need these guys to stand up. Angelo Blackson, you're getting ready to play against your former team. Hey, yeah. So not only Nikhil Harry should be coming in feeling pretty good, you should as well. Make your fucking name known. We need to hear your name on that broadcast a lot. As a former player of those teams, all you want to hear is that team say, we should have kept you. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. what you want to hear. Go out there well, Yeah, and that part ain't done, but also to make that pop up in his head of, damn, we had that guy on our side. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the great keys ain't done. Before we get out of here, let's give the audience a score prediction, son. Score, predi score prediction I have, it's going to be 24-14. I think Bilicic and Cole takes the victory, man. The Patriots win. Yeah, I mean, A-Dub, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I have the Patriots uh, winning 27-13. I think this is going to be one of those games that the Bears are going to – I think they may just – you know, we, we've been in a lot of games this season, right? I unfortunately don't think this is going to be one of them. I think that Patriots defense is going to stifle the Bears. It's going to take away what they like to do best. Yeah. I'm still a little concerned about Luke Getze and some of the things that he's trying to do there on offense until he cleans up some of those things. That's why I'm kind of looking at this matchup like we're probably going to lose by – Probably a double digits, you like. So, honestly, we're a seven-point underdog in this game. Any of our betters out there, listen, I don't bet against the Bears, but if you guys do, 
I think it's a good bet. It's a good bet to take. Just sad in the general, but I do know the fact that make you play left hand, Perez. That's always tough. Unless you're ambidextrous like me. Like I <laughs> Hey man, I ain't got it like you, Perez. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, dude, like when I used to hoop back in the day, dub, I used to get that lefty little of the runner off on people. They'd be like, bro, you driving left and coming with the runner left? That's hard. It's hard, man. It really is, especially if you're a right-hander. So if you're able to do it both hands, man, you got some skills, bro. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, but I ain't like A-Dub. A-Dub's the basketball guy on this pod. You know, I was the football guy. I just played basketball to mess around. A-Dub, he did that shit. Like, I would never play A-Dub in basketball unless we're doing pop a shot. <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing, I'm not going playing, I'm not playing no football with Briz. Y'all, y'all fools to play football with Briz. I'm telling you, when y'all gonna get hurt playing with Briz? Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you and I know our strengths and we know our limitations. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, audience, man, we are on to the Patriots matchup. We thank you guys for your continued support. We got the winner circle dropping tomorrow. A-Dub, I just, man. I hate, I hate, I hate picking against my team. But you know we're gonna be objective here on this show. It is what it is. Audience, hopefully, this team can surprise us on Monday Night Football. We'll see, we'll see. But thanks for helping make us a top ten Chicago Bears podcast. We are out.